This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Previously on Modeland. The TLDRs for chapters 9 and 10 are, we see the day of discovery. It's a whole bunch of people just running over each other. Complete mayhem and chaos. And Tookie gets chosen. <laughs> for Modeland. That's basically chapter 9. Um, Theo talks to her too, but it really doesn't matter. Chapter 10, we make it to this place called Boo Big Teak Nation, which is basically a big Walmart that's a country. And the and another Intoxabella named Dylan, who we're pretty sure Tookie has a gay crush on, gets chosen as well. And that's the end. That's all you missed. That's it. That's all. What's up, hot queen? Did you bring the baby gherkins? (laughs) This is when I really felt like maybe we shouldn't do this podcast. Astronomical. I hate to see it. Wasted potential. Are you drunk? (laughs) I am so drunk right now. Oh my god, Ryan, you're here! I'm so excited. Did you bring the pouch filled with the thick white goo? <laughs> uh, I did, actually. It's uh, it's uh, it's right behind me. Uh, um, did you bring the stone bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I am the stone bitch. <laughs> then we're ready to go! Hi everyone, welcome to Celebrity Book Club. I am Ryan LaSala. And I'm Claraville A. Ortega, and we're two authors delving into the world of celebrity pen books. Um, Woo! Woo! Let me just close the door here. So we're in the closet. I was so happy that they had those, like, little mini Bellinis out on the table today. I I put in a request, but, like, when I did, Eunice was like, I'm not your caterer. And I was like, that's a really good joke. She was also like, where are you guys for the whole hour of the book club? Because I never see you. And... We just had to run really fast. Well, it's like not like she's not invited. We are in her house. I'm sorry. I was taking a sip of the Bellini. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you in a closet. I saw that. And knew it's a little dark. Doing. It's a little dark. But. Like, turn off the light right here. Oh, there's so, a bunch of moths. So as if, you know, people listened last week, which, you know, I'm guessing that they did because we have like very loyal listeners um they'll know that we did two 
episodes in one two, two, two chapters two chapters yes two cha- two chapters in one episode because there are going to be chapters of model land where like nothing happens and we don't want to dedicate an entire episode to nothing <laughs> um so this episode is a little like that but like even more intense because chapters 11 and 12 literally nothing happens like not not a thing so we're gonna we're gonna run through those really quick and then we're gonna focus the meat of the episode on chapter 13 where a lot more goes on chapter 11 shiraz shiraz and chapter 12 first princess of sans color okay I love that you sound like a turkey when you do that. Um, okay, so chapter uh, 11 opens immediately uh, where Chucky smells vanilla. First of all, every time she smells something, it tickles her nose. Yeah. That yeah, happens like seven times. Yeah, she's she's always being tickled by by the sense and just, you know, by the experience of having her body, <laughs> uh, which is quite a phenomenal body. And this <laughs> immediately... Uh, this chapter gets off to a real rocky start because she smells the vanilla and then the pouch. So just quick reminder, we're in a pouch. We're flying through the air in a pouch, like being whisked about by like a transdimensional lady, basically. Um, and the pouch that they're in fills with, oh God, uh, thick white goo. Disgusting. They're like, know, please no. <laughs> please. They're, so they're completely submerged in it and they can they can still breathe though and like dylan's like what's happening and Toki says uh uh because that's her reaction she doesn't scream or anything so they're enveloped by the the thick white goo and they can breathe in it but then it gets like rock hard around them so now it's like this like sticky white goo substance in like a gossamer pouch you and i texted each other as we were reading this and we both have the same mental image and i'm actually sure that that mental image is in everyone else's mind right now we don't even need to say it we're just we're gonna not keep gonna it say it we're not gonna say it but we know that you all are thinking the same thing Perfect. so suddenly we're in a new place it's a village that basically makes candles that's all they do um the there's candles instead of chimneys and every house which is like a giant fire hazard town and that's the like by the way it's wax it's wax they came out of a candle because they're teleporting about and this place is um well uh, we'll get to this a little bit later i actually think a lot of these places are sort of like based on actual places Mm. um but they're again like they've got like tookies like clairvoyance and she's looking around and there's all these candles and uh, a waxy smell this place is called I don't know how to, I actually don't know how to pronounce this. Um, Just like Candelabra. Candelabra. It's Candelabra, but in like a fun, fun Mm -hmm. spelling way. The place is called Candelabra. Um, And it's a world where they produce candles. That's what we learned about this place. (laughs) Yes. Um, And so we meet a girl who's named um, Shiraz and she's delivering T-Dod dresses because T-Dod has not, is about to start in this place. Um, Right. And... Uh, she is chosen, basically, by yeah. the scout. She's in the pouch, and she's like, why are you two uglies in here to uh, Dylan and Tookie? She, like, can't believe it. She thinks she's the most beautiful person in the world. She's like, well, I know why I was chosen, but, like, you two beat ladies. This can't be right. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, she says, wait, oh, my God, I underlined something. So her name's Shiraz. Shiraz sniffed huffily. <laughs> <laughs> The jealousies in your big body are burning like big dripless candles, she says to Dylan. 
<laughs> oh my god. Incredible um, line. My thorn immediately. <laughs> um her accent is also like very over the top uh she because she speaks another language which Tookie can understand by the way so we like quickly were told that Tookie can write in other languages in chapter one and now it's like going to be this a staple of her personality basically going forward right Right. Um, she speaks every language and this is helpful because we're basically globe trotting like throughout this and did you think that this place candelabra is based on any place because in my head i was like oh this is like I thought of like Italy, but I, I, I actually think that I'm wrong. But when I was reading this, I, I like I heard Shiraz in like an Italian accent. Maybe because like, hey, Sarah, Sarah, right? Like that, mm. that song and that saying, I thought it was like Shiraz, Shiraz. That's the title of the chapter. But I don't know. What did you think? Well, Shiraz is a kind of wine also. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. Um, And it's from uh, like, uh, you can get it in like France or Australia. I, I, I found mm-hmm. online. Um, so maybe it's France. Maybe it's like a specific region of France. I don't know. Mm, it could be. It could be French. I would I would go with that. I mean, this. I don't know. I don't know about that wine because I, as I said, when we first picked up the phone, I'm drinking something called a Rosé Rita right now and it smells like a foot. So th- this is my level of taste, not wine. <laughs> so Shiraz is also a city in Iran. Mm, that could be it i mean she could be middle eastern yeah so we don't know um it's tyra does this very weird thing where there's like a mixture of like real world things but then also like there will be places that are definitely supposed to be like a substitute for a country that actually exists and then there's like julian like france right and then there's like walmart world so there's no like consistency the same thing with languages they'll be like english and then like you know whatever language Shiraz is speaking um right like like and things are Mandarin orange but Mandarin right. is not a language right it's um, it, it, you can't think about it too much actually we would urge you to think a little bit less use as little brain power as possible yeah it, just it's in really general the most optimal model and experience um so um, t- so Tuki notices something for like the first oh. time in her life or maybe the second she's like stop <laughs> Tuki blurted out surprising even herself and me too honey she says don't you realize none of us look like model and girls not one of us it would have been helpful to know what model and girls are supposed to look like first of all i'm just gonna keep reiterating that I but miracle, well i think we can take miracle as like the stand-in for like the beauty standard i guess so but what does miracle look like i actually i couldn't tell you we she know just she's beautiful good. but yeah, we don't know beautiful. what that means right right so um <laughs> This made me laugh. So um, they're like, you know, arguing about it, Dylan and Shiraz. And Tookie's like, stop fighting. Mm-hmm. And Shiraz is like so impressed because Tookie speaks her language. And then um, Dylan, um, yeah, Dylan says toughly. <laughs> um, and because she's like, well, we were picked for some reason, right? And then Dylan says, um, yeah. And then she looked down at her broad thighs. I- <laughs> like again gay hey gay tookie's gay tookie's gay gay for dylan get the get the gay gay horns um (laughs) they so i did i'm with you i need some sort of like i need a deconstruction of beauty standards if we're gonna read a book that's Mm. like dystopian and about models like i absolutely need that and i can sense tyra flirting with it like but we're only really just flirting with it now we're on page 125 uh, as like you know girls who are atypical are being recruited and 
Mm, it's way too late, but I'm glad that we're we're sort of starting on that path. And uh, and these seem to be like the core girls that I think are going to be used to like exemplify and sort of push through whatever argument Tyra ends up making. Um, and by the way, this is absolutely this is the end of the chapter. This is the that's the only thing yeah, that happens in this chapter. That's it. So yeah. on to chapter twelve. <laughs> Yeah, the first princess of Sans Color or Sans Color. Sans Color, yeah. So it's another scouting chapter I wrote. So help me God. <laughs> so this time, I thought I actually think that I, I didn't think we could get any grosser than the than the like white goo. But this time they are in what Tookie describes as a a bear cave sized hole full of like pasty gunk and peach fuzz, mm-hmm. and they're in like a forest of like tickling white strands and they um they quite literally fly out of a woman's ear that's where they come out of it is so weird like first of all are they little is this like a honey i shrunk the kids situation or is the woman giant like give us a little bit of context i will you know what it is it this is so okay quick like fantasy lesson for folks like when you set out rules you have to account for extrapolation because people are going to take whatever rule you give and then sort of like expand it to the nth degree if you don't put like a limiter on it right and so that's why like when we build fantasy systems oftentimes like there are like limiters placed or if like you know you give someone the ability to cast a spell like they can't cast it indefinitely if you play like dungeons and dragons you have like man art you have to roll a dice or something like that but in the world here like we keep sort of being given new rules like the physics of the world and um and like the powers that people have and they're really alarming and so like when i read this so for instance like my world building mind i read this and i'm like okay so far they've like everything's connected by these like tubes these like trans-dimensional tubes like including the people so therefore like are the people like products of the world can scouts like manifest out of people right like and none of none of this is the point none of Mm. this is actually important at all whatsoever but like all of these sort of like red herrings are thrown in there totally inadvertently just because i think tyra is sort of like having fun in the sandbox of like surrealism yeah 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 i i agree with you i think she's just sort of like writing the world to discover it herself right (laughs) but those are usually the things that get cut out when you revise because you don't need them um (laughs) unless they're important somehow to the plot or world building which this is i don't think it's going to be it's just like a passing thing too much thinking no more thinking i'm done i'm over it dylan says this whole journey made no sense and i'm like i agree with you it has not become my favorite i'm like she says what i'm thinking she speaks the truth she makes points at every turn so again tookie is like oh my god we're in sans color she whispered um, she'd read about it in a book. This is another annoyance that I have. Like we keep being sprinkled with Tookie's personality out of nowhere. Um, cause right. suddenly she knows all of these things because of books. Yeah. This happens a couple of times and it's We've like. I've never seen her pick up a book. Ever. Like it has not been established that she even likes to read. And I feel like they could have just said she learned it in school, but then it wouldn't be like a Tookie specific thing to make her special. So of course not. Right. Right. I actually, I have a question for you. Mm-mm. Is there an internet in this world? Do they have the internet? I don't know. We have not been introduced to any computers, I don't think. We've seen televisions. Like broadcasts, right. But yeah, no, com- and... no computers. Okay. All right. That I can think yeah. of. I, I, I mean, there's definitely like a high level of technology, but you're you're right. I don't think there's any computers. So yeah, Toki just learns about things in books and via libraries, but only as she's telling us that she knows them. Um, and I think right. just to kind of explain away... 
how she knows them. That's right. it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Dylan's like, sans what? As if she's never heard the word color before. Color. <laughs> I'm like, Dylan, please, you're killing me right now. They're in like a big city now. Right. Uh, like grid-like city, no personality, very clean. Mm-hmm. And all the people there have like alabaster skin. Like they're all like bleached people, basically. Right. With like um, red eyes and or pink eyes. And <laughs> Shiraz is like, everybody here is sick. <laughs> oh, my God. Tookie's like, no, they have they have al- albinism um she whispers back and then shiraz is like you mean albinos (laughs) shiraz you're rude okay he then goes so this you ever read something and like you can just tell what like the notes look like in the margin when they were editing it because when i read the following i like feel like i knew so tuki goes or the the narration goes tuki was pretty sure it was rude to call them albinos but she kept her mouth shut not wanting to seem like a know-it-all i feel like tyra called them albinos her copy editor was like you can't do that like, it's actually people with albinism. And then she wrote the line, well, Toki wouldn't say that because she didn't want to be a know-it-all bitch. Like, it's just, like, aimed at the copy editor. Instead. Right. So I'm not changing it. I'm just going to add more shit. Right. Yes. And there's also a huge protective dome over the city. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be very high tech. Um, The scout changes. It's one thing. I don't know if you mentioned this, but the scout changes from city to city. Yeah. Different outfits every for everywhere. And right now she's uh translucent and sparkling. Your yeah, face she actually could was never... covered in wax before. Just mm-hmm. so you, I, I want people to know that there is some consistency here. Yeah. Um. So they go towards like <laughs> these thumping drums. Everyone is white. Dylan says it's the Battle of the Blands, which is the funniest <laughs> I shit I ever heard in my life. I'm using that. It's publishing once again. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely wonderful. <laughs> um, oh, they use your favorite word. Um, the girls Googled at her. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it happens so many times. I'm like. I am never going to get away from this word now. (laughs) (laughs) I circled it with a big heart. (laughs) So everybody, so there's, so what's going on? So there's like, there's people doing like, uh, they're, they're having tea done. It's a military demonstration. Mm -hmm. That's what's going on. It's like, it's like a big marching band. But it's it's tea dot. It's just organized tea dot. Right. But it doesn't feel like models walking. It feels like what Ryan said, like a military demonstration. Well, you know why? Because they have. So we learned that they they have a prime minister ruling over them. Not not freaking Devin Rump. <laughs> They've got like a prime minister organizing their shit. <laughs> yeah, they're organized. They've got it together in um, Sans Clore. So they're speaking. Tuki can understand them again. She translates <laughs> everything, by the way. Like it's there's a so whole annoying. between like the prime minister, like and her her guards and. Their language, by the way, is described as like a sucking, popping, horrible sound of like baby. Basically, like it's like people eating oysters with like a stuffy right. nose or something. Yeah. It's a horrible description. But, <laughs> but and Tookie says, but to Tookie, each tiny sound was beautiful. Every language was. I, it's like okay, Duolingo. Yeah, like, I jumped out of a window when I read that. It is so annoying. Like why suddenly she's like an, a language expert. And... Yeah, polyglot Tookie over here. Like, that's her secret power. Her like, Sintra is going to give her the ability to speak one language because that's what's going to make her powerful. Give me a break. So we find out that uh, Chlorians are su- supposedly super smart. And then the scout, uh, there's next to the prime minister, they describe this girl standing next to her who looks like bored. And the scout picks her. Um, she calls herself a pri- like a princess, I guess. And the mom is pissed. She's like, 
guard like guardians or whatever so the soldiers standing all around her like point their guns at the at the scout <laughs> A very bad idea. First of all, and, why did she even bring her if she didn't want the possibility of her getting chosen? Like, right, you hide that daughter, you like hide her away with, like, I don't know, like, read Rapunzel, but she brings her anyways. And the scout's very clear, she's like, Oh no, the prime minister is like, Anybody who wants to go can go. And Piper is this girl's name, she's like, Well, I would like to go. And her mother, the prime minister, is like, I will not allow you to go to that, go to that mindless school on the mountain, which was interesting. I was like, oh, so some people actually don't like mm. Model Land, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they don't revere it. Um, and of course, like, this one interesting nugget is completely bypassed and Piper's like, well, I, I do want to go to the Mindless School and that's the, end of, that's the end of the debate. Yeah, and so she goes and the Prime Minister, she, which Piper calls her the Queen, so at first we're like, what's going on? Because, like, she's the Prime Minister, the book describes her as that, but Piper's calling her the Queen, so I was like, I don't know what's happening. Um, So they start shooting at the, at the scout and the pouch, and Tookie's like, she's dodging the bullets. Um, And then they, they emerge, like, it's as close to, like, a, like, a war-torn concrete jungle, and there's a horrible description of indigenous people. (laughs) Yes! And then... It says one wrong move and the pouch would be ripped to shreds and the that's the end of the chapter. Yeah, yeah. We like very briefly glimpse some sort of like issue going on us. Well actually it, they dig into it right right in the next chapters. Chapter thirteen, the express lane. So they So they fly out of Sans Calor and um and immediately glimpse basically like some sort of territorial war going on where these like they're literally described as savages as if horrible the worst things you can do do Um, not do that ever please please do not do that yeah um oh my god it's actually worse they're described as a horde of demonic yellow-eyed jungle inhabitants and then savages so and they're (sighs) called the legizards i guess and tookie says she's read about them um in the only calorian history book at the pepper town library and i was like tookie is set suddenly on book talk like she's (laughs) suddenly a bookstagrammer she's suddenly on booktube like she knows about books and books are her life yeah she's like (laughs) Hilda at this point like huge bookworm has not mentioned books once prior to this this is but we're gonna go with it it's a good thing for if you're writing a book you have to establish these kinds of things like if you have a book where there's a character who relies on their book smarts to get people through a situation, you mm-hmm. can't just bring up that fact as they're getting through the situation when it's right? convenient, yeah. right? Because then it's oh. fake and mm-hmm. it just it doesn't ring true. So you have to make it a part of the character's personality. It has to be an established part of their personality, right? And um, ideally, it's actually something that maybe they've suffered for, right? Like that often mm-hmm. happens. Makes- really compelling main character like the thing that ends up being like their differentiator in like a crisis is the thing that like they didn't like about themselves or something like that you'll notice that is a sort of tried and true pattern especially in like middle grade for instance yeah Um, definitely in in young adult as well but Mm -hmm. yeah for Tookie so okay I would argue where this does make sense or where like you actually do see like this mechanism working is a languages thing because remember Tookie was during her her protest her spilt protest she was writing in her journal in like a bunch of different languages yeah. so at least now her like speaking these languages like it doesn't feel completely out of like left field we we at least know that like she has an interest in this it's mm. of course not hooked to anything we don't know why um and it's not like 
you know, Tyra couldn't have hooked it to something. For instance, like if I was writing this, I would have said Toki was obsessed with other languages because she was really like determined to escape her life and she couldn't decide where she would fit in. So she just learned about every single place. Right. Like that would have been yeah. a really easy way to explain it. Yeah, for sure. That, but mm-hmm. yeah, at least we know that she wants to speak other languages and therefore her translating kind of compulsively makes a little bit more sense. Question yeah. Me? I mean, I think that it wasn't enough. Like, I'm glad that they mentioned it, but I feel like once is not enough because I could have easily just forgotten that also. So much stuff has happened since then. I I really wish that they had, like, maybe one or two more times mentioned her understanding. Maybe even, like, during um, when they were showing all of the different um, T-Dods on the screen or, like, the whatever happened that day the mountain erupted or whatever the fudge right. happened um if if they were showing like the broadcast and she understood right. what the different yeah. newscasters were saying like just to remind us like hey this character loves languages cuz they're not just saying she speaks them they're saying she loves them like it's beautiful to her right so it's important to her so it just needs like like i agree with you i'm glad they at least established it but that's not enough if you want to do it well. I think you need to really make it part of her personality, which to this point, she has none. <laughs> no, no, none. And you know what? Like, even though she makes some ground, like, with this, like, speaking languages, translating, Dylan at one point, like, jerks a thumb at Tookie and is like, she don't talk much. Um, <laughs> she's been ta- she's been talking this entire time. She's been translating every other word. Yeah. She's the only person talking, technically. She just goes back and forth between, like, not talking at all and being, like, uh, and then, like, not Bunting. shutting the fuck up. So Yeah, she, like, like her, her response is, like, a barp, like a, like a, like a, like a burp and a fart and, and like, a sneeze. sneeze. Yeah. yeah. Um, Delicious. I love that. Um, um so Piper's they... impressed that she knows her language. And she true. says, Piper imp- loves it. impressive and rare. Not like other girls. She is not like other girls. Not like other girls. Yeah. They discuss the, like, combat between the Legazards and the sans Calorian people, saying how the, the people outside of the wall want to eat sweetbreads, which, if anyone is curious, is like, that's, like, a real thing. And um, sweetbreads, I think, is brains. I forget. It's, like, cow brains or something. Mm. Anyhow, um, there's, like, a joke about, like, <laughs> this, was, this, this line was clever. Think less pancakes and pie crust and more pancreas and thymus <laughs> glands, <laughs> Piper says. I was like, okay, that was kind of fun. I guess. I'm, I'm with you. I'm rolling with the punches at this point. I guess so. Ryan's, Ryan loves to be generous. I'm over here, Wait. like, rolling my eyes into the, the outer space. True. <laughs> oh, uh, and then Tookie lies about her dad being alive. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Yeah. The, so the three girls, like, commiserate. Behavior commiserate about like their dads all being dead and then Tookie's like mine too <laughs> and she, she's like in a way it was true it's like what the four of them had at least one thing in common this is great this is what a psychopath this is someone with like narcissistic character oh my god I don't know that was wow and you know what like this not to like explain things away like you could make that make sense. The lie of like, oh, I have this in common, like a really bad relationship with my dad. But it doesn't rationalize like lying about it. And Tookie doesn't grapple with this at all when she says it. She's just like, oh, we have this in common as well. And we, right. move, we move right on. Right. Like if she would have at least like 
showed her anger for her dad in that moment. Like, yep. like he, he was dead to me. So I might as well tell people he was actually yeah. dead, you know? Right. Like that, like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so then Dylan is staring at Piper and, and, Piper's like, my people have little to no mel- melanin in their skin. And I'm like, publishing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, the big five take place at Sans Calor. <laughs> <laughs> we find out that Piper is not actually a princess. Uh, she just says that to piss her mom off. And she says she campaigned for her mom's opponent, p- opponent during the election. <laughs> and I wrote, okay, Claudia Conway. Oh uh, <laughs> my god! Yeah, she like posted she posted TikToks about about the prime minister of Transcalor getting COVID. <laughs> oh my god! Claudia Conway. Oh my god! So good to see you in this book. Um, also, during all of this, I'm just like, girls, kiss all of you, kiss. Like kiss, they're kiss, all in love kiss. with each other. It's the only thing that would like redeem any of this book. For a huge me. pouch of lesbians flying through the sky. Um, on their way. A oh, huge they- pouch of lesbians. It is. It is the <laughs> lesbian pouch. Oh my god, isn't that fun? I would love to be in the lesbian pouch. I would never be allowed. Uh, but, um, me too. <laughs> yeah, what fun. Um, they, well, not with teens, if, obviously. Not with teens, no. But I wonder if, like, the Model Land theme park that Tyra's building has, like, a big lesbian pouch that you can, like, ride around in. Wouldn't I'm that be fun? just gonna live in it. Um. <laughs> they get to the mountain, by the way. So, like, all this time, they were, like, flying to the mountain. They... I won't even attempt to kind of describe this because I had a really, really hard time yes. like fitting together the the details mm-hmm. that Tyra was mm-hmm. throwing at us as she described like them basically flying up to the the base of the mountain. We hear some familiar things like there's the gigantic eye at the top of it and there's a lot of fire again because <laughs> it's like a volcano as well. Um, and of course, she has to say that there are voodoo style drums. What is a voodoo style drum? I Who could guess? But Tyra apparently knows um i I mean i I think there is music that goes specifically with um with like voodoo rituals like we in dominican republic uh we have music that's like that that goes with like that kind of do you think that's what she has in her mind or is she i'm not sure i think i think she means creepy drums that's what i think she means as well right which is not great (laughs) um especially because it's like a it's like a religious ceremony ceremonial (laughs) thing so i just but people always use voodoo as a stand-in for like creepy, bad magic. So yeah, and, and like in like body gore magic and things like that too. Mm. And the reason, so the reason I think she's shorthanding is because the next thing that happens is suddenly out of nowhere, the girls discuss all of their common um, cultures theories that actually, when you get to Model Land, the ugly girls are sacrificed in some sort of like ritual. <laughs> it is. I okay. There's a whole song. There's Shiraz, a whole Shiraz sings a song about this. Shiraz sings a song about it, and she's like, "This is the song that we always used to sing." Um, <laughs> and and Piper's like, "What? What? There? What sacrifices? Like what rumors or whatever?" And Dylan's like, "What? Like she's like, there are tons of these in B- Boo Big Teak or whatever, uh, Walmart World." And um, I was. So, I I was, angry. I was like I was like mad at this point. I was really mad because first of all, we never heard about this, and it was like, all right, maybe Tookie has never heard these rumors, which is a little bit unrealistic. Uh, but then yeah. she says she has, and Ryan, <laughs> yeah. I broke out in hives. 
Like, I'm not even kidding you. Like, my skin turned red. Like, I got bumps on my arm. Like, that happens to me when I'm stressed out. And I literally broke out in hives because I was so mad reading that part. It's like, how dare you? We were all rooting for you. (laughs) That's how I felt, too. I have never yelled at a girl like this. And there's like a chunk of text between like the like the you know the three girls discussing their theories and then Tookie admitting that she knows this as well. Uh, so that entire page, I was holding out hope that like Tookie, this was news to Tookie as well that we had not been once again like robbed of something that feels like a really important plot point. But no, then Tookie's like mm, this as well. I read in the Peppertown Library. <laughs> I fucking can't. Dylan also fainted at some point. I'm so excited because there's actually I think a really good moment coming up and. It's there, so they're talking about basically like the horrors that Model Land could actually represent. Um, but like they're not actually talking about what the horrors are, just like that it could be a horrible place. They could be sacrificed basically to a a beauty goddess, is is uh, a gorgeous goddess of something. That's what they they call maybe who gets the sacrificial blood. Anyhow, um, then we get a really good passage on page if you're reading along 136. It's right in the middle, and it is a good. It's a very good example of showing and not telling. And it's enshrined in telling, so it's actually hard to sort of pick out. But basically, Tookie looks down at, like, the diabolical divide. That's the land surrounding the, the mountain. And um, and she starts to look at basically all of this, like, evidence of um, mm-hmm. evidence of lives somehow lost. A filthy gray hoodie, like a shoe splattered in blood that's been ripped apart, like a, a leather backpack, like, gutted open. Basically, like, we're, we're seeing the details that indicate something horrible has happened rather than them being... I mean, it's called the diabolical divide, so that's kind of telling, but, like... I thought this was good. I was really impressed with like this one particular passage. Yeah, I actually highlighted this whole passage too because I was like, oh, oh okay. yeah. One brain cell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one brain cell um, <laughs> that occasionally works. I thought that was a good way to sort of show like an um, like an, uh, this ominous thing without being told. So they're freaking out about being sacrificed. I like didn't highlight anything for so long because it's just them freaking out for so long. <gasps> How did you get in here? I'm just kidding. Hi guys, it's me. It's Ryan. And I am just popping in with like a quick question. Do you ever listen to Celebrity Book Club and think to yourself like, gee golly gosh, Claro and Ryan sure have a lot of shit to say about other people's books, but like what about their books? Are they not authors themselves? And the, the answer is, first and foremost, yes, we are authors with real books. And second of all, hey, you're in luck because I've got another book coming out on January 5th, 2021. Woo! I'm going to tell you about it. Okay, so the book is called Be Dazzled, and it's a queer contemporary rom-com that takes place in the world of competitive arts and crafts. That's right. It's about two ex-boyfriends that are battling one another during a cosplay competition at this like huge comic book convention in like everything that's on the line. One of them is trying to prove to his famous artist mother that his art is real and reputable and that it matters, and the other one is just trying to figure out how to how to live life as his most authentic self. And so if these boys want to figure that out, they've got to find a way to compete against one another, but then also maybe work together. I don't know. You're going to have to read the book, and if you do, let me know how it goes. And if you're Tyra Banks and you're so moved to create an entire podcast about it, uh, consider the favor returned. I totally appreciate the sentiment. Anyways, that is quite enough of me talking about me. We are going to get back to Model Land and Tookie and Tyra Banks shortly, but yeah, just wanted to, to make sure you guys know that we are real authors. We've got real books. We hope that you buy them, and uh, and yeah, I really hope you guys check out Bedazzled. Again, it comes out on January 5th, 2021. You feel free to join me at the book launch. If you want more information, we 
we will leave links down in the show notes, but also visit me at ryanlasala.com. And that's where you'll find all the information about my upcoming events, books, where to buy them, signed copies, all of that fun stuff. So yeah, anyhow, enough of this. Can't wait to see you guys back at Model Land Stat. Okay, kisses. Bye. Mwah. Kisses. Bye. <gasps> bye. Mwah. Right. And then the pouch walls begin to drip liquid. Can I just logistically say that they're always like getting drenched in some sort of weird liquid and we never talk about them being uncomfortable or sticky or even like them getting dry from like a gust of wind. Like they're not cold or shivering. They're just like their clothes are all water repellent, I guess. And so is their hair and skin. Like, Yeah, they sort of have that quality that cartoons have where, like, you can see a cartoon get splashed and they're, like, dripping for a second and then the show just sort of moves on and we don't really worry about them drying. But also there's, like, yeah, there's, like, sheets of water raining down upon them. Um, They land on a bunch of grass. The grass is actually fabric. Um, They The the scout vanishes and um, an umbrella appears out of nowhere. (laughs) And... Then we meet this. Yeah, it's just like this. The next like two pages is basically description that doesn't help us. Um, Then we see a tall creature with a head shaped exactly like a human hand. So it's a it's just a a a guy with. I'm not sure what else is weird about him, but it's just just like a head hand and then the rest of his regular body. And his His name is. Can you say it? Um, I guess it's like Guru Applause says Applauses. I guess applauses. it's a, yeah, it's supposed to be like French, but like that's not even how you say applause in French. No. Um, I read Guru Applesauce in the beginning. Me like, too. <laughs> oh my god, no! Are you kidding me? That's I for the entire chapter. I thought his name was Guru Applesauces. <laughs> Let, let's call him Guru Applesauces. We're gonna call him Guru Applesauces. That's like what that's what he gets. So he like shows up and the girls are again like another rules introduced that like people can have hands for heads because the girls are like, oh, okay. Um he's he thinks that they're he mistakes the girls for seamstresses. um, Seamstresses, right. He's like, My seamstresses, they're here, finally. Um get to work, get to work. Also, we finally find out that Treasure Lee is in fact a stand in for French because it says um, the creature said in a thick Treasure Lee accent. So finally, we know what Treasure Lee is. One, one box ticked. One thing settled <laughs> in the book so far. Great. Watch later. She'll be like, Treasure Lee is German. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It'll blow our minds. Um, so the girls yelp and like grab each other because they're being kidnapped by a giant, like basically the thing that's made out of fingers from Spy Kids, except he's a whole hand. Um, and then th- th- things go off the rails smoke rises in a full circle around them um tookie literally grapples with death she says at least i had an adventure at the very end (laughs) oh my god she says one line that i laughed so hard she goes the other so she she felt one small note of reassurance that she wasn't going to die alone and then she (laughs) thinks the other three actually wanted to face death with her. And I'm like, honey, wanted is doing a lot of heavy lifting in that <laughs> sentence. I'm pretty sure they don't want to die at all, let alone with you. But all right. Funny. Um, by the way, if you're wondering, the smoke does tickle her nostrils. It does. It does. The, she can't. She's incapable of smelling without being tickled. It just doesn't yeah. happen. The most ticklish woman in the world. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of. So I actually, my mental image of this makes no sense but like 
a black chamber of smoke opens before them and it's full of like black wind and like tornadoes and like a nude figure emerges through the doorway with a uh, to a rhythmic beat <laughs> so she's she's I, we don't know what it is or if it's even human but it is on it is on on beat um and they think it's gonna like kill them but it, it turns out it's just the scout again yeah just scouts back who was just gone for like a page but now she's back she starts shooting like underwear from her fingers is that <laughs> what happens like that's my understanding of it like she starts to shoot like fabric or something from her fingers and it becomes underwear and then she like picks an ugly blue pair of bloomers it's like the ugliest one and at this point like i have no sense or idea of place like are they still in the pouch are they in the air are they on the ground are they standing like what happened to guru applesauces he's gone and at what point did the scout separate from them the scout vanished and now she's back and she is quite literally, yeah, you're right. She is shooting undergarments and like unmentionables from her fingertips. And Tookie's like, our scout. She like recognized her, her off this. And then the scout continues to shoot clothing from her fingertips and gets dressed in, I don't even know, like a outfit that I just gathered was like asymmetrical and swirled like chocolate and white a white shirt i don't even know there's tons of it it is a huge amount of description to describe this like magical dressing scene basically it's too much um, and eventually she puts on so important her remember like the jeweled necklaces that she was wearing mm-hmm. um that like slapped miracle those turn into a uh a belt a really snug belt at the scout's hip and then toki's like oh it's a centura, which, if you remember, is, like, the thing that, like, the Intoxabellas, or, like, the Seven, or whatever their names are, wear that give them power, which is important. And centura, um, well, cintura in Spanish means waist. Mm. Um, so, I, I don't, so I don't know if in another language, like, centura, like, means belt or something, but just... Just so you know, sprinkling just, some of my, She's my every fucking language. right, exactly, <laughs> sparkling some of my language expertise onto the <laughs> podcast because I am bilingual. So Dylan manages to say amazing. I'm not sure why she only managed to say <laughs> it and couldn't just say it normally. They're freaking the fuck out because this person, first of all, very important, has caramel colored skin, lest we forget. Um, everyone needs yeah. to not be dark skinned in this yeah, book. Well, only the people from Sanskalor who are sick. <laughs> according to the- God. Um, so the scout, mm. her veil peels back. She has large emerald eyes with mile long eyelashes. Everyone gasps. And this, this blew my mind. Mm-hmm. I did not think this was good. I did not see Me this either. coming. Me but either. it is the celebrated, the renowned and the mythical Intoxabella. CL. <laughs> Where the hell is CL? She's right here before. She's like doing grunt work for Model Land. Her first line is about her stinky armpits because, of course, what's up, hot queens? Indeed. Um, Yuckety yuck. She can't skip a day of deodorant. She says. Me either. Same girl. She's so relatable. <laughs> She's so not CL's just like other girls. One minute she's a scout flying through the air with a pouch filled with white goo. The next she's, you know, just a regular old intoxabella. I don't know. Tookie is like, she's satisfied with it. She's like, oh, where the hell is CL? Why she's right here. Mm-hmm. Problem solved. As if this solves anything. But yeah, it is in fact CL. Tell me, tell me, yeah, tell me your thoughts about like the whole triple seven thing. Cause I, I have some thoughts about this as well. I just still 
feel so confused. Like, first of all, what is the triple in the triple seven? Like, what is the three about? Like, right. Like, what does that have to do with anything? And then it says a real seven. The word seven uh, prefaced by the letter seven dash seven. Yeah. Like with all seven intoxicable powers. Um, it looks like a password generator like wrote this part part of the book because it's truly like, nobody build like, between her L and like the thing. There's like a lot of caps going on, and then yeah, like a lot of sevens. Yeah, that you would no one would ever be able to guess your password if oh you used God. literally any word from this book. Try to hack into Tyra's <laughs> Twitter. I guarantee your password's going to be like seven 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 or something like that. Actually, don't because I think that's a felony. Um, but. <laughs> I never like for, for for legal purposes. This is a joke and a parody, but um, <laughs> you're right. It makes no sense. She has all the powers. She's a triple seven, and um, this also is really confusing. She looks at Dylan Piper and Shiraz, so CL mm-hmm. does, and she goes, "Hendel, Catherine, Woodland, you made it." <laughs> and she's like, "I can't believe it," and yeah. um, it's just so weird. She's like looking at them in amazement, and then it says she puts her ear to Dylan's mouth. Then she moved to Shiraz and placed her fingers on her wrist. Um, and then she touched Piper's chest where her heart was and said, you all made it. And I'm like, what just happened? That feels so important. That felt so important to me. Like, we're really, we're seeing foreshadowing. Right. And the girls are confused. They're like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Um, yeah. CL notices Tookie and she's like, oh, and you, basically. And, you. Um, and coolly extended her hand. Her welcome was far less enthusiastic. Guru Applesauce is like, hello, what the fuck? Um, These are seamstresses. Stop excuse, talking to them. Excuse moi, bitches. <laughs> um, she's like, we gotta go. I'm fucking tired. And... um. So when CL hears that, she shields the girls protectively. Right. She doesn't want them to become seamstresses. She says, no, these are these are Bellas. Which, by the way, we just learned, but Toki says, has always been known to be, like, the term for student at Model Land. Mm-hmm. Um, then, ugh, this is annoying. So, Toki is, like, ruminating about how much she loves CL as they, like, I don't know, they're walking someplace. And she just couldn't believe what was happening. And then she... Basically, like she has a ton of uh, she has a ton of adulation towards CL because she's actually uh, intoxicated with substance, heavy made up face, and this is a lot of like like gobbledygook, like faux feminism packed into it being like, oh, like she's not like other girls, like yeah. she writes poems and does all of these like basically snobby techniques to like show gravitas that Toki appreciates. Like she's not like you know the the she doesn't have the same like vapidity. That, again, Toki has sort of projected onto, like, people who model and are beautiful. But this is also, like, it's very sincere and very earnest. I think we're supposed to also take Toki's point of view. But I just read this and I was like, that's annoying. You don't know these girls and what they've been through. Like, clearly they've been, they've struggled and fought really hard to become intoxicabellas, each and every one of them. Yeah, um, it's it's very, like, girl-on-girl misogyny. Yeah. It was gross. And also CL does slam poetry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah a new a new a new thing that we learn about her and the girls are like give us a poem <laughs> she's like no she's like i'm not gonna just perform for you um i agree with you i really hated that paragraph very very much it reminded me of when i read the new edward pov twilight and they're talking about how bella doesn't have to wear makeup like other girls do and how she's still so beautiful and like how he loves that about her. And I'm like, I 
fucking hate this. Um, yeah, I perceive your personhood because of these things, not because you just deserve it inherently. It's kind you, of what this is. If you can't do winged eyeliner, honey, just say so. <laughs> <laughs> Tookie's like actually using her her noodle and she's like why is cl doing this like why is she being a scout like was she demoted um it says after all everyone knew that scouts weren't sevens they were second string model and bellas who tried to reach seven status but missed it by a hair which we knows yeah we we didn't (laughs) (laughs) yeah but but everyone knows this idiot (laughs) Then they do like an annoying cheer for CL and CL's, CL's like, stop. <laughs> she literally says, please stop. And then they like walks away from them, which I wrote LOL. Um, D- Dylan like falls to her knees, yeah, like CL trying to worship her. Yeah. CL is basically like, what you need to know about CL is that she's freaking down to earth and she's super cool. She's much cool. She's basically, I think she's Tyra Banks. Um, she's like, she's cool and she's stinky and she's, <laughs> she's having a good time in her like demoted situation. And she... She starts to recite, like, an introduction to them. Um, but then she stops because she says that momentarily they're going to hear it from the stone bitch. <laughs> Which is the first swear in this book, uh, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it is. Oh, unless Creamy has called someone a bitch before. She might or have. Or Creamy probably has been called a bitch by Chris mm. at some point. So then CL mentions, like, torture tests. <laughs> She's like, <laughs> um, I'll see you guys. There, We don't have time for, like, splam poetry right now, but... I'll be seeing you again if you pass the torture test. Yeah. So like do your best and good luck getting tortured. And we're like, what? It was weird to me how like Guru um, Applesauce was like, they're seamstresses and CL was just like, no, they're not. And that was like the end. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that so we'll get to this in a second, but like she's definitely up to something like Hmm. these girls are as like Shiraz and Tookie and like basically pointed out like they're like they're like the ugly ugly ducklings yeah this year's this year's crop of recruits there's mention of these torture tests and like other things that like the bellas will have to do and now we also understand that like there's actual risk to being a bella like you could become a scout if you don't become an intoxicabella but we don't know what happens like the other ones because clearly not everyone becomes a scout uh and then out of nowhere like a a smoky door shows up and um and a like tile face Mm -hmm. like a mosaic face Basically starts to um, register the girls for, like, model land entrance. Other girls are showing up, too, in their own lesbian pouches. Like, lots of lesbian pouches are landing. Other girls are coming out of them. And they're basically asked to, like, get into a line and, like, state their name so that they can be, like, admitted. There's also a wall made out of, like, (laughs) instruments, but it doesn't matter. They're, They're basically stating who they are so they can be checked against the list and then brought in. Which, again... A little confusing because if there's like a list and like a registry, then it has not much to do with an actual like performance that's spontaneous. But like whatever, we don't, we probably don't need to pick at that wound. Yeah, it's very strange. So they're ba- yeah, so they're basically in line waiting to get registered, and we see somebody else. This was exciting. So we notice a yellow dress, yes, and yellow shoes, yes, and it's Zarpeza. She's here. She made it. I was so worried she wasn't gonna make it or she's gonna go to like the diabolical divide but she's here so excited um so zarpeza um tookie's like zarpeza she blurts out and zarpeza turns around and she her eyes clapped on tookie's (laughs) um and horror rippled across her lovely face and then she turns around and she like ignores her and then tookie has a thought (laughs) and she says 
So, she did see me at the dumpsters, Tookie thought. Clearly, Zarpeza doesn't want to relive that moment. What, what the that? fuck are what you talking about? What? How do you conclude that? She, you spend so much time being like, I'm so ugly. People clap their eyes upon me and hate it. But then this one person who's like the posh girl does that. And you're like, she knows that I know her darkest secret. Right. And Zarpeza no. has oh. never given her the fucking time of day before. She's always like, ew, like rolling her eyes or like calling Theo away from her. And it's like... Yep. This is not new. Like you've oh. never been like relevant to her. So get yeah, over it. why why are you reading into this now? But it, clear so clearly, like we need to set up. You know, Zarpesa needs stakes in this too. So Tookie now has this like thing over her. Right. I really she doesn't. I mean, these are two mentions of Zarpesa really close together in the book. Like first her dumpster diving at the day of discovery, and now this, and so it's gonna it's gonna come out in a big ugly way. And I guarantee I'm not gonna like how it's stuck. Yeah, I like, if anything, like, I guess I hate, like, pitting girls against each other just for the, the sake of it or because of a boy is even worse. Even worse. Um, but the only, like, redeemable outcome is that they become friends at the end of it and, like, realize, like, they were being stupid and, like, point that out. That would, but, that would be good. That but would be I great. doubt that's going to happen. Hey, look, I have hope. I always have hope. Yeah, I know. One of us has to. <laughs> so Tookie's nervous about registering because basically the mosaic face is like you go up to it and he says like um approved or whatever um he what is what are the things that he validated, says validated, like, validated vindicated yeah. whatever pre- predicated and so um Tookie's like shit this is where they're gonna find out I don't belong here but the painting smiles and yells substantiated but doesn't sound sure of it but lets her go through nonetheless so right. Tookie gets in somehow which is right i don't know what's going on on that list and it, here's like the mind fuck though because then shiraz dylan and piper like they're up next mm-hmm. and cl it's a very convoluted passage where basically she like probes the mosaic face with a bejeweled tentacle yeah like up but, his like, butt i guess yeah, she, like she like <laughs> anal probes mosaic face while like basically overriding whatever system it's using to sneak Shiraz, Dylan, and Piper in. Like, right. that's, that's, how, that's how I read this. Yeah, that, that's exactly what happens. She sneaks yeah. them in. Why they had to be sneaked in and not Tookie is weird. Because um, Tookie belongs at modeling because she's the most beautiful person in the world. She just needs to believe it herself. <laughs> um. So Dylan is like what was that about and then we get the title of the chapter when cl is like what don't you like the express lane and she snaps harshly but then she winks um, <laughs> and then tried method. right and then Tookie is puzzled she's like was cl on their side or not and i'm like same i want what's going on i wish Tookie would think about the things that i want her to think about i wish she would think about what she just saw and said like how come I was on that list? How come these girls weren't? Even right. though, like, I think, like, I wish Chucky would think about anything of use, but instead she just can't stop, like, tickling her nose with sense and, like, peering through vast distances. It, ugh. Yeah, and I also, like, going back to what I was saying before about how everything was just, like, glossed over so quickly. What does it mean to be a seamstress? Like, she didn't, <laughs> she didn't think you're about that. You're still with Guru Applesauce. Yeah, I'm still thinking about Guru Applesauce. Like, what does it mean to be a seamstress? Like, why was that glossed over so quickly that the fact that, like, wait, we we don't – so we don't actually belong here? Like, I'm really nervous. Like, there was no tension. Like, during Tookie going up to 
have her turn at mm-hmm. the mo- face, the mosaic face, she should have been so um, nervous, and we should have been able to feel yeah. that tension. That was a yeah. moment to like build tension and build tension. So then, when she was finally let in, we were like, "Oh my god!" Like you know, yeah, like a so. sense of relief. Instead, it just happened so fast that you don't even have a moment to like process one thing before the next is happening. Right, like show us another character receiving some sort of punishment that Tookie like is narrowly going to miss herself, right? Like somebody else gives a name and they're not on the list. Like somehow they snuck up, like or it's a girl who's like coming through the diabolical divide. Like she's been waiting there for a year for this to happen, and finally here's her chance, and they turn her away. Something to show us that there's actual stakes here. Or like one thing I was thinking is like, wouldn't it be funny if like Tookie went up and instead gave Miracle's name, thinking that like this had all been a mistake, and they were like, "You're not on our list," and then she has to give her own name, and they're like, "Oh, actually, you are." Like to show that like actually she's supposed to be on this list, but instead we get like CL, who's a character who just showed up. We don't know anything about her except she's like kind of kooky, and she electrocutes a mosaic face who we also just met it's just it's so much it's hard to know what to pay attention to and why any of it matters i don't know how we remember anything that's happening either because like there's so much detail that's like inconsequential that we don't revisit it's like our brains are being bombarded with like shit that we don't need they go so this is the we're at the very last page um so i was like well Good job, girls. <laughs> I'll see you in there at the torture trials. <laughs> like, um, I'm gonna get tortured too, too. Yeah. <laughs> they're like you as well. And she, and she I was like, yeah, everyone gets tortured at Modeland. <laughs> yeah. She says, beyond your wildest nightmare. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, she says, as for me, I got myself into this mess. Yes, high import in. Uh, I got myself into this mess. We're gonna learn about what that means, I'm sure. And then she like puts her hands over her chest and basically trust falls into a. Uh, a flash of golden light in the ground and like vanishes. She just falls falls away, much like we saw Exodus do. So again, she has all of their powers, including the one where you just can kind of fall into the earth. The gates start to open, right? Like they're mm-hmm. at these gates. She glimpses Model Land. The very first glimpses. She says through the still narrow slit. She saw that it was like nothing she could ever have imagined. And the chapter ends. Yeah. Uh, so that was. That was rough. I'm not going to lie. That whole, like, the the chapters 11 and 12 were annoying. And then chapter 13 was just a lot for me to digest. But at the same time, I'm glad we yeah. at least got, like, a little bit of payoff in that, like, we know yeah, we're making some sort of progress. CL is and that Zarpeza yeah. is here. Yeah. Do you have a, um, you have a thorn in a rose? <laughs> Oh boy, there's so many to choose from. There's a um, ton to choose from. I'm gonna say my thorn would probably be the way that indigenous people were described and sort of like used as like like a throwaway little factoid in the book. It was yep. Like a like, fun little thing. Yeah, like they're described as like jungle dwelling people, right? Um, Demonic eyed jungle dwellers, yeah. Yeah, it's just so ugly. And like, if anyone's trying to learn how to like write with any sort of sensitivity, this book is a very good handbook on like what not to do in every respect. Like, another very, like, it was really between that and like the misogyny for me. <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead <laughs> yeah, and pick that choose? one. Um, and then for my rose, I'm going to say I really loved seeing that's – I don't like how they did it because it felt a little bit anticlimactic to me. Um, but 
I it was it was exciting to see CL and see that she was actually going to show up beyond like the very last chapter <laughs> and like yeah. show up and save them or something. Um, so like the the emergence of like CL was like my rose. It was uh, only because like we had been told about her so much that I'm glad like we got to see who she was um, finally, even if we don't really have an explanation as to like what she's doing here. But I feel like that sets up a little bit more mystery. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Those make total sense. How about um, you? I'm going to, so I'm going to take it in a different direction. My thorn, yours is super valid and that's, that's kind of the most outstanding one. I'm going to go sort of pan out a little bit. And my thorn is that just the general writing of these last three chapters is really bad. Like really <laughs> bad. It's just shitty writing. It's awful. And I, it feels very first drafty. It feels like overwrought. And this is coming from me. Like I, things come out of me as like filigreed overwrought like writing right like that's my sort of natural state when it comes to drafting and so I understand that but like there's even less of a sense of like visualness to all of this despite like the the absurd amount of description and it is really awfully written like the the pacing's bad the the introduction of characters is bad we have two chapters that are like four pages each and then one that's like eight and it just it throws you and for whatever reason, like this stretch of the book just felt like um, it had never been touched by edits, which which is making me fearful because I know that it was. And so I can't imagine what it looked like when it was turned in. But yeah, the writing I just felt was really rough for yeah. these pages. Um, I don't have a rose. <laughs> I don't have a single rose. <laughs> what about Zarpeza? Yeah, okay. So I'm with you. Like the the intrigue of CL showing up is is interesting. I guess if I had to pick a rose, it's that like, yeah, suddenly certain things are starting to develop in um, in a way that feels like fruitful, right? Like the the, the tension with Sarpesa, CL showing up. Um, also, like it's not done well and it's hard to applaud it without like pointing out that it's, again, done poorly. But like the sort of the, the thrown in world building that like models fail bellows fail there's torture there's like risk involved like finally i feel like we're getting actual stakes that we have been missing this entire time or have been like rumored about and again like these rumors could have been stated much earlier but like finally there seems to be actual like peril afoot that's not sort of self-imposed and like self-victimization which is kind of all we've had so far so yeah that to me, i mean that's also a symptom of being like 137 pages into a book like yeah it better start picking up but yeah. it, it is now and so i will say that that feels good from a reader's perspective i'm sorry i'm like so mad <laughs> <laughs> it was really bad like there there is a sort of formula when you do something like this right like you have a downtrodden character who is so suddenly given their golden ticket to a new life, but then that life isn't what they expected. Like that is the trajectory that this book should be taken. Like, like Tookie should have been really actually having problems. Like we should have seen more of her home life being terrible in a way that's like done a lot better. Um, right. And seeing, like, sort of the effects of it on her, on aside from her feeling like she's a forget-a-girl. And then when she gets picked for Model Land, I feel like this is the moment for the magic and the whimsy to happen. Like, mm-hmm. she shouldn't feel in danger in these past couple chapters. It should have been, like, oh, my gosh, I was picked. Like, I'm so lucky. Like, this is right. so cool. Like, seeing this whole new world, seeing all these things she's never seen before. Like, things she's right. only ever... Like, imagine if they had 
set Tookie up as a girl who was never able to leave her hometown that she hated. And right. the only and way like, for that's her... why she wants to learn about the world and languages. Right. And like she, the only way she was able to do it was through books. And now here suddenly she's seeing all of those books come to life before her face. But then once she gets to model land, slowly mm-hmm. like the veneer starts cracking and it could be right. like her house that looks like a mansion, but it's actually falling apart. Right. And right. she could say, this is just like my life back home. Just... Right. There's a parallel there. And like, mm-hmm. there's some, that's like richly resonant. What you're right. describing. That would be wonderful. God the... damn. Maybe I should be an author. <laughs> you should write books. Oh my God. Have you thought about it? Yeah. I'm with you. And we could go literally on and on about like the, the alternative choices here. It's like, there's a lot to, to talk about. And I don't know, maybe at some point, what I want to do is I want to hear from our listeners. So if you're listening to this, you know that you can like leave us messages. And we've had a few people do this already. And we're going to do an upcoming like predictions episode, maybe like a show. We're, we're not really sure. But like, I don't know. I, I, I'm not only curious about people's predictions, but I want to know what people would have like maybe done differently. Because every time like you open your mouth, Clarabelle, like you totally blow my mind with like a reorganization of this because I'm doing the same thing. But I oftentimes do it like a little bit differently and so hmm. i don't know it's kind of fun i think this is a great exercise for a lot of writers to do like you're reading something you don't approve of it what would you do differently like yeah. go the extra mile of thinking about how you would improve it that's a great thing to do with like any body of work that you don't really like yeah because when you do that it actually helps you to recognize those same problems in your own book like yeah. when you start to do those things that's why like when you read for other people as a critique partner your own writing suddenly gets better because um you're you're now learning about all of these things that you should and shouldn't do so when you read books you can do the same thing you can analyze the problems and then when you sit down to write it will be because seeing what you did wrong in your own writing is is hard it is not easy. Very, very difficult. Um, yeah, perspective is a hard thing to gain mm-hmm. when there's no really ability to to get out of the world that you're building because you're sort of building yourself into it, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard to sort of see. Yeah. So um. So yeah. So everyone, just you can email us too to send us your predictions, or you can like if you don't want us playing your voice or listening to your voice um during oh. our episodes, um you can also email us. We'll give the email at the end of the um. This, this episode but we definitely want to hear from you predictions and how you would have fi- how you would have fixed the book or anything or just tell us you love us which hopefully yeah we you also do. accept compliments yes. you can just send us lovely things about us or our books we and love compliments also, i've said this before i'll say it again and if you're tyra binks and you're listening to this and you're fuming <laughs> you are welcome <laughs> to read our books and start your own <laughs> podcast we uh we would probably love that um yeah we would we would sell a lot of copies of our book. That'd be wonderful. That'd be great. Maybe we could hit the list too if you do. Oh, maybe. Yeah. If anyone's looking for any sort of context for like our frustration around this, we were talking about this before we started recording. Like it comes out of the fact that like we we could never get away with any of this stuff. And no one should, because it's again, it's poorly done. Um and the result is that like we sort of have to suffer through actually improving when some people don't. And that, you know, that, that breeds resentment into anybody. So Tyra will be fine. She will be fine. She has an ice cream company now. She's not worried about this book. So it's the, it's the kind of punching that only goes up. But, um, <laughs> but that, that's why, you know, that's why you we sound a little bit put off, but also I would be hard pressed to find somebody who's not thinking the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to follow us on social media, uh, our Twitter is Celeb BK Club. 
Our Instagram is at celebrity underscore book club. And if you want to email us, it is celebbookclub at gmail.com. Yay. Uh, if you want to follow me, Clarabelle, I'm at Clarabelle underscore Ortega on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Me and Ryan are currently having a battle to see who can get the most TikTok followers. And Ryan is kicking my ass. So, Killing you. Although the tables could turn really quick. So, so I'm like Zarpeza dumpster diving for a yellow dress. And Ryan's tookie and he's judging the shit out of me. So, And I know it. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> <laughs> As for me, not that I need more followers because I'm super Shut popular up. on TikTok, <laughs> but my TikTok is um, Ryan the Room. It's a joke. Ryan LaSala. If you speak Spanish, you'll get it. Um, <laughs> and my Twitter is at Reality and my Insta is uh, at R-Y underscore L-A underscore S-A. I don't have the consistency you do. Yeah, Jesus is cruel. Notice how I work hard <laughs> to make all my social medias consistent and this bitch just floats in with a different <laughs> one for each platform. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank oh, you man. for sticking with us. Uh, it, we're having so much fun. Uh, I'm pretty sure our next episode is going to be the predictions episode, so stay tuned for that. And uh, yeah, see you next week, Hot Queens. Ooh, we gotta go. Eunice is knocking on the door. Okay. All right. All right. Hold on. I got to put all my clothes back on because I got so hot while we were listening. Oh, God. I'm in a lesbian pouch. (laughs) (laughs) Eunice, don't come in. Big lesbian pouch happening. (laughs) All right. Quick. Let's go. Come on. Bye. Bye. Grandma, the weird people are in our closet again. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.